This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host Fisher and I am here with Krusty. Hey everyone. Keeney's decided to give this one a miss as he's busy, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so just the two of us this week, but we will be discussing the, the week in wrestling. Obviously, we had the Royal Rumble this past week and we, we did do a Royal Rumble special. So if you haven't listened to that yet, please give that a listen or find on YouTube as well on our YouTube channel. Um, and we're going to go through the week since that. So we're not actually going to discuss last week's Smackdown because it's kind of irrelevant after the Rumble, but we will sort of have a little brief preview of this week's Smackdown. But we'll be discussing Raw, NXT, Rampage, and Dynamite, as usual. Um, and we will start off with our new, newish segment, it's not really new anymore, of the news. Um, yes, so over to Krusty with a breaking story. No, yeah, it's well, it's been a day or two old now, but um, we've got to give our thoughts on it. I know people want to hear our thoughts on this situation. So, uh, yeah, so Shane McMahon has left WWE. Big news. Uh, if you'd have given me a choice of who's going to be released from WWE, I think Shane McMahon probably would have been near the bottom. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, just, you you couldn't make this stuff up. It, it's insane. I, I really don't understand where this has come from. I can't wait. We haven't got many details yet. I can't wait to see more. I know I heard things about he was getting quite a lot of heat from superstars backstage at the Rumble. Yeah. Because he had control of sort of the he, he produced it and he changed a few of the orders and apparently people didn't know who they were supposed to be eliminating or who they were getting eliminated by. Bad Bunny, apparently, his number got changed, um, which <laughs> caused a big issue because obviously he's a big celebrity outside star. Um, yeah, that probably pissed careful, Vin- that probably annoyed Vince, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so Although you wouldn't have noticed by the performance he put across because Bad no, Bunny put an Bad incredible Bunny was still in. great, um, but it, it his placement was it was a bit odd because um, yeah, he was in was. the right near the end um, of the Rumble, which I would have put him in a bit earlier because, as we mentioned on the Rumble um, pod, the middle of the Rumble had very much like just mid-card roster members there was no big stars there was no surprises it would have been cool to have him in the middle plus i didn't think of this until i I saw heard someone else say it earlier but he didn't interact with damien priest which when you think about it it's quite crazy but priest was in early so he could have had a spot with damien priest because obviously they tag teamed at last uh the mania last year to be honest the the whole rumble i I know we mentioned it on the special this makes sense now the, the rumble was a mess, wasn't it? In terms yeah, the, of men, the men's not, one was a complete mess. 
yeah, the men's was, and even the women's, some of the, the feuds that had been going on, and they didn't interact. I know I yeah. mentioned it before, Natty and Aaliyah. So yeah. I can see where the frustration would come from and how something this would come about, but not Shane McMahon. I mean, it's like, how do they even do this? And I'm still thinking, is this a play to make some really phenomenal um, story leading up to WrestleMania? Um <laughs> I mean, it could be, but if but, it is, it's a bit dodge because of the amount of releases that have been going on over the last few. Um, yeah, and it's, it's odd. Like he's he's basically been re- re- fired, but he was never really properly under contract. Like he wasn't. He doesn't have a normal talent contract, as far as I'm aware. You know, he has shares in the company, so it's a very odd situation. But I think they've just come to an agreement <laughs> that he shouldn't. He should lay low for a bit, and maybe he will come back at some point. It wouldn't surprise me. But I know the original, apparently the original plans, it's all out there, but he was meant to be at the Elimination Chamber. I don't know if he was meant to be in the Elimination Chamber match or wrestling on the card against someone else. And he was definitely meant to have a match at WrestleMania, which we could see coming. We, we all mentioned the Austin Theory stuff, probably linked into that, I would imagine. Um, and I have no issue with that either. I mean, no. sometimes I think, shame the man, oh, I don't want to see him. But actually, we can see the Austin Theory stuff building up, can't we? It would have made complete uh, sense. So could and, be and fun, to be fair, normally match. as matches at Mania are pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really mind. Um, I wouldn't have minded that as, you know, there's two nights to fill out. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can have one or two like outside yeah. people come in. And they need to be honest, the roster needs outside people. That's because they've released too mm. many people. So but yes, um, it's actually gonna be my skid. Uh, there was no nothing on any of the shows this week that really annoyed me. So my skid mark is actually gonna be. Shane getting re- sort of fired, the confusion behind it, and just the mess of the Rumble one and the ripple effect that it's had. And um, yeah, the sort of effect it's had on backstage, on the morale of the, the people there, you know. Um, and yeah, obviously Shane losing, losing his job, if he even had one in the first place. It's a very confusing situation. Um, but yeah. You know, it is, it is what it is. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see Shane back one day. I don't think we're going to see him go to AW or anything mad. Imagine if he did, but I don't I mean, see that happening. This, I was thinking about this when, when you mentioned this, your skid mark. And as much as it's not good, although Shane McMahon, you've not really got to worry about him. He's not exactly no. going to lose his livelihood, is he? No, but, he doesn't need the money, I'm sure. But It might be a play, but also this drama, it's almost as if it's inside, outside the ring is now inside the ring. It's like these stories are carrying, they're breaking through the fourth wall. And it, it's it's like wrestling continues continuously now because of these releases. People go into opposing. There's always companies. something to talk about, isn't it? It's like a storyline. It yeah. is honestly like one massive storyline. Um, this is where we find out Vince actually owns them all. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's one big ruse. Nothing would surprise me with wrestling anymore, honestly. Um, nothing would surprise me, but yeah, that that was the big news of the week, really. Shane McMahon leaving after, you know, the stuff that happened at the Rumble. You know, I I did I said on the Rumble podcast in particular that I hated the Shane McMahon elimination of Kevin Kevin Owens on the yeah. show, and I think that might have been one of the things that people were annoyed about backstage. Um, I'm sure there were other things as well. Apparently, the, you know, the Bad Bunny situation. There was probably quite a bit. Um, also, you've so, entered Shane McMahon into a Royal Rumble that people like Cesaro hasn't managed to get a spot. Yeah, and Finn Balor and, and others. Yeah. yeah, so it is a bit ridiculous. Um, 
that's what I said the other day. I mean, Vince's surprises that he had up his sleeve, one of them was his own son. It's not really very, very good. Um, but I will, in Shane's defence, you know, I was saying this earlier, that the Rumble, for me, even though obviously he had a part in the booking and his on-screen part as well wasn't great, I don't think this was all on him at all because he definitely didn't be, he definitely wasn't the guy who picked Brock to come out at 30 and win. That was, that was all decided before by, by Vince and other, whoever else backstage. So you can't blame Shane for that. You can't blame Shane for the Kofi botch. You can't blame Shane for, for various other things that happened in the Rumble that, that didn't go to plan or weren't to fans' taste. So it, there's, a, there's a certain amount of um, sympathy I have for him in that sense. Yeah. Um, that he's the one that's obviously got the heat out of this, but at the same time, we don't know what happened backstage and he might have completely been a dick to dick about it and changed it completely and made it a joke. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to hear more on that. Yeah. Yeah. So just a couple of other little bits of news, nothing that we're going to go on too long about, but um, so the 90 day release clauses of some of the previously released wrestlers are now up, including Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where they pop up if they're going to join, pop up anywhere in the next couple of weeks. I know um, Ember Moon's another one, I think. Uh, Mia Yim, um, the Lucha House Party, Only Lorcan. Um, there's wow. quite a lot of these guys. So um, Nia Jax, Eva Marie, although I think both of those maybe are looking outside of wrestling for their future sort of careers. Because um, Nia Jax apparently did turn down a st- spot in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, really? Yeah. So, you know, I, d- I don't think she's very interested in, in wrestling anymore. Um, so yeah, it's but it'd be interesting. People walk away when they have this sort of massive career. Yeah, and they can just drop it like that. It is I know, um, but yeah, I don't think that's a big news story for this week. But I think that's something to look out for in the coming weeks that we may mm. we may talk about more, especially if there's there's other free agents out there as well from the previous batches of releases and people like Bray Wyatt are still free. You know, Johnny Gargano could go somewhere soon. So there's definitely a lot of free agents to look out for. Um, and just the third and final piece of news is about Brian Kendrick. So he was re- granted his release from WWE. It's all about releases again. Um, <laughs> his, he requested his release a while back um, from NXT. Obviously, he was going to have that match with Harland, and then it never came about. And I thought maybe he was coming back to have he a got match. thrown down the stairs, didn't he? Yeah, and it's <laughs> Harland tweeted a, a video of that today. Um, him throwing Brian Kendrick <laughs> down the stairs because it turns out Brian Kendrick obviously then got, got granted his release. AW scheduled him to have a match last night against John Moxley and I didn't hear anything about this. I went to watch Dynamite and it just didn't happen and I was like, okay, what's happened to Brian Kendrick? But it looks like some past, past comments have caught up with him and um, they had to sort of Tony Khan tweeted about it and said we're removing Brian Kendrick from this match for now and we're going to look into it more. Um, yeah, I'm not going to repeat what any of what he said, obviously, but um, yeah, it's it's not done him any favours, and it's weird because he's been with WWE for the past five years, and none of this stuff. I mean, I think it's been brought up before, but obviously WWE didn't care about it, obviously, because they employed him. But as soon as he got, re- he asked for his release, and it's backfired because then when he went to get to AEW, people dragged this stuff up, and yeah, now it's sort of it's going to cost him. Um, which is weird because if he stayed in WWE, it probably wouldn't have happened. Um, but at the same time, what he said was totally unacceptable. So you can't blame AEW for for not for not, I guess, not employing him. No, definitely not. 
Definitely not. So, should we move on to the, the show? So, yeah, so we'll start with, it's weird starting with Raw. We never yeah, started I know. With Raw. So used to starting um, with SmackDown, but yeah, yeah. So, two minutes in re- since we were recording our Royal Rumble piece. Um, so I think really we've got to start right at the top, haven't we? With um, Lesnar and Lashley in the ring. Yep. Um, again. Yeah, we'll start from the set first segment. Pretty, pretty damn good promo. Um, sort of ending with with Lesnar entering into the elimination chamber. Yes, I will say that came close to being one of the only things I could give a skid mark though. Yeah. Purely because not not necessarily Brock entering the elimination chamber itself, although I don't see the point of the Royal Rumble winner getting another title opportunity for a different title. I don't like the idea of that. The only if you way win, this is happening the only way, it's as if they they want this one title to come out of it. Yeah, um, and it does seem quite likely now. It's kind of funny because my Royal Rumble predictions were Roman and Brock to retain because there was a bit in the back of my mind that said that they might do that and have a yeah. title this time to make the match as big as possible. You do it champion versus champion going into Mania. Heyman's kind of stuck in the middle between the two titles. That was kind of what I thought might happen. They didn't do that, yet that still might be the end result, which is odd. The, the they could might as well have had them both this, win if they're going to do that. Uh, who knows? I mean, the only issue I have with this is it's a two-night WrestleMania. Yes. You, if you take away another belt, you're really losing a big, big title match. Um, and do I want to see Roman and Lesnar walking around with the belts for three months until Mania? I'm not sure I do. We're not going to get much wrestling done. That's for sure. Whereas, you know, if that belt stays on Lashley or goes to one of the other guys in the elimination yes. chamber, you're going to get it defended week in, week out. Um, yeah, I suppose we haven't got much game, of a but... gap from, from chamber to mania. Um, but yeah, I just don't like the idea of only having one world title. Um, I know the brand, the, the roster's got smaller, but they do still have a brand split at the moment. And I don't really see that changing. Um, no, it's so, on different. Um, I think because networks. it's on different networks, yeah, I think yeah, exactly. you struggle because they're both going to want them to have the, the, the certain superstars. Yeah. Um, the only thing away at this to be good is if they release a new belt, uh, Elimination Chamber, or something like that, which could happen because they're going to want to make a massive deal out of this pay per view. I'd love to see the heavyweight title be brought back. I, I love, yeah, I love the sexy title. That was a great work. The World Heavyweight so title nice. was great. It was, a, it was a really good title. Yeah, like you say, a sexy title. It was a nice, it really was, nice it belt. But so good. <laughs> it also, it also had really good like lineage and history and, and everything. Proper it, prestigious, it, isn't it? You, the Universal Title has become pretty prestigious, to be fair, because it's always been, it's kind of been booked as the number one title over the WWE title yeah. most of its run. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, but still. Um, yeah, my worry as well is if they do that with the men's, they're probably going to have to do it with the women's, which means that then what would you do there? Because you've got Ronda facing either Charlotte or Becky, and that means they'd have to do that same triple threat that they did three years ago with Brock and Roman as well, which is a repeat match. It just it all feels a little bit the same. So I hope they don't go down that route. So that was my only criticism of... Brock yeah. being in the Elimination Chamber. I'm worried he's going to win it. If he doesn't win it, then fine. If He's going me, to be great in the ring, isn't he? But the, the match is going to be sensational. When we get to the rest of Raw later, we'll talk about yeah. who, who's in it. Um, and Brock being in it certainly adds 
some curiosity over because I think it would have been if he was maybe they've done it because if he wasn't in it maybe it would have been too obvious that Lashley's yes. going to retain maybe that's why they've done it um but I want to see Lashley retain I don't want to see him get the title like that and then lose it straight away I just think that's hot potato in the title too much um I like title range to at least you know it's not gonna be lengthy even if it goes to mania but at least go to mania I suppose um, the only thing you could bring into this is that Lashley didn't actually win it fair and square, did he? he no. Um, so he had the uh, Roman assist. From that, from that um, angle, I understand why Brock was in it automatically. Yeah. I also understand why Seth Rollins was putting it automatically because he was screwed out of the Universal title. And yeah. obviously him being a Raw superstar anyway makes sense for him to go for the Raw title. So I was happy enough with, with all of that. Um but yeah, really good opening segment. Yeah, really, really did enjoy that. Um, something I thought I probably wasn't going to enjoy, and I, I did, was actually Miz versus Dominic Mysterio, which I think might be <laughs> next. Um, don't die there, Fish. <laughs> well, while well, Fish is dying. Um, so the, the Sorry, that was really sort a of random st- coffin fit there. That's all right. The, the only thing that really stood out here for me was that um, Miz just playing his character so well, even though he's just been smashed by Miz. His, his fake fall, yes. um, as if Rey Mysterio had tripped him up, and then it, and then he got the win. Um, yeah, I, I, I like clever finishes like this, where yeah. the heel screws over the baby face. Um, we kind of had it on AEW, although it didn't end up being the finish. Um, with MJF and Punk, kind of yeah. not not the same, but another clever, uh, inventive way for the heel to win. Um, I like this because it does it just fits what Miz has been like over the years, um, desperate to win and will do anything to to do it. And um, also picks him up again straight away. Oh, yeah, because he, he doesn't win a lot edge. of matches. He, he he really doesn't. I mean, he goes yeah. into he he wrestles the top people, but he hardly ever wins, and that's fine. But sometimes yeah. you need to build up a little bit. So, and Dominic Mysterio as a singles wrestler for me doesn't need need wins. It, 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 he's really still best placed as a, a tag team guy. Oh, definitely. And, and Ray yeah. being the obviously dominant one of the two. He's a long way off at the moment. Um, I think he'll get there eventually. But yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was it was good for for what it was. It wasn't like a a classic match, but I just like I like the angle and the finish. And probably one of my favourite segments we get at the moment is Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Um, we had the KO show. Absolutely, I, yeah, they're gold. <laughs> I, I say it every week, Seth just looks so cool. Uh, I just think he is absolutely amazing. Again, picked himself up after a loss, uh, sort of showing no signs of lack of confidence, which he just thinks brilliant. Um, and there was a part where I absolutely loved it, where Kevin Owens said to Seth, you are the universal champion in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> These two two in ring together are just amazing. Um, The promos, they cut are great. And then obviously Seth announces that he's in the Elimination Chamber. Um, Yes, and I love the bit as well after this where KO was like, you know, you're in automatically. Can you ask Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville to get me put in automatically? I'd do the same for you. And if if they refuse, then you're you're out. Um, And obviously Seth (laughs) didn't didn't do that and KO had to qualify. yeah, really, really entertaining segment between the two. They're just so good. Every time they come on on TV, I'm like, I know I'm going to get entertaining TV. So definitely. And then they have, we have good in ring as well. I was going to say that the match, the match was excellent here. Yeah. Um, 
with KO and um, Austin Theory. Really, really good match. Um, Theory done some impressive stuff early on. Um, he threw KO into the steps as well at one point. There's a KO cannonball into the barricade in this match. Um, yeah. KO nearly did, he did an insane moonsault that Theory moved out of the way of. Um, but it looked incredible. He's an athletic man for such a big lad. Um, and, yeah, and obviously, mad. Austin Theory got the win, which, to be honest, did surprise me at the time. But since speaking to you, we know that Kevin Owens doesn't tend to do the shows. In yes, I, did, I didn't think about it when I was watching the match. I was thinking, I hope KO wins here because I want to see him yeah. in there. Also, I wanted to see the interaction between KO and Seth in the chamber. Are they going to mm. team up? Are they going to go against each other? What's going to happen? Um, so I was kind of shocked when Theory won and he just did the ATL kind of clean and won. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, but afterwards it was, I kind of realized that KO never does Saudi Arabia shows. So I think that's why they had theory win here. Plus it does put theory over who is a young up and comer. People moan that WWE don't create new stars. So when they do and they have people yeah. winning, we should probably praise that. Cause I did see a lot Definitely. of people moaning about that and I'm like, hang on, but you can't have it both ways. Sometimes I know yeah, KO is just resigned and he's through. a beloved, a beloved competitor, but Austin Theory is the guy that they're pushing as a future star. So they should keep that push going and not have, I mean, I mean, he's not going to win the title in the chamber, is he? He's probably going to be the first or second one out, but him being in there does absolutely no harm. Like with the top, he's in there with five of the very top stars yeah. in the company. So, you know, that's great for him and it does no harm to the others, you know, who, who, who he beats to get in there. So, so I guess that segues no quite that. nicely onto, um, onto another entrant. So we had the um, Otis versus Riddle match, which again I thought was mad. Riddle taking some huge. I think we hits. need to talk about first how like what all that happened before the match. Oh, the scooter, the scooter race. race! Oh, the scooter race! Yeah, go ahead. So the Otis and Riddle have a match that wasn't pre-announced as a qualifier that just kind of came out of the blue. But so the obviously last week we had the spelling bee that we all really enjoyed on the show, and this week we had the scooter race, and we we're all kind of intrigued as to how Otis was going to ride a scooter, but it, they didn't, they did it one-on-one. They did Gable and Riddle. This though was very entertaining. I loved the end of this. Yeah. Um, so they very agreed clever. to do 50 laps around the arena and then they had to come up to the ring and cross the line. Obviously they didn't show all 50 laps because that would have got a bit boring just watching them race around on a scooter, but they kept cutting <laughs> throughout the night. They kept cutting to it saying they've got this many laps left. And then there was a couple of funny little skits. Our truth Started it by waving the flag. Um, yeah, Otis passed Gable a drink and it was like steak sauce or something halfway through it. Um, <laughs> you had a couple of little things like that, but the ending I thought was brilliant. Um, where they both come out to the arena at the kind of the same time, neck and neck. Gable pretends to trip over on the scooter and then Riddle starts showboating a little bit, goes to cross the line, and then Otis out of nowhere just flattens in. As he's about to cross the line, really. then Gable just gets up and just goes across the line like really, really slowly. Um, I have to, to say, I loved their outfits. Otis and Gable looked hilarious. It was like a wetsuit that they were wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know we've said it a lot recently, but I really feel like Chad Gable is coming into his own. Like, oh, so he's good. been given so much screen. They had so much screen time on the show because they had the, yeah. the match, they had this throughout the night, and then they had a promo later. As well, because they got to, um, they picked the last challenge, which is going to be a quiz next week. 
Yeah. Um, and Gable was so entertaining like this. And I know a lot of people have been in the past have said he kind of reminds him of Kurt Angle in, in terms of his wrestling style, but he's yeah. also got that comedic side to yeah. it. And the more I'm watching him, I'm like, this guy could be the next Kurt Angle if they let him be. I think he needs um, to be. He's so good in ring, isn't he? And as yeah. you say, his promo, he's hilarious. He's just... He really is, the way he's saying... And he's a good heel, everything. isn't he, as well? He's yeah. just good. Um, yeah, he's been brilliant in this in this little feud. I think he's the one that's really... Because Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, you already know what you're getting from them. They already stand out for me as, yeah. as real top stars. Yeah, Otis... He's a big man in the ring. He's decent enough. He's got a bit of comedic. We've seen he's him before. Place, he's, funny. He? He's, he's funny and he's got his place. But Chad Gable was the one who I think needed to shine out of this. Yeah. And definitely. he and I think he really has. So um, mission accomplished there. But yeah, so if you want to get into the actual the actual match itself. Yeah, so we then got Riddle versus Otis. And t- the way Riddle takes some of these hits, they work so well together because Otis is his absolute unit. And he like did a shoulder charge at one point, and Riddle went absolutely flying. Um, yeah, that was cool. That's like a pounce, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, insane. And at one point, I was complaining about Riddle not showing me his sort of best wrestling. I think under with Autumn, I think that's changed a little bit now. I'm seeing some of his sort of NXT days wrestling, yeah. real sort of high intensity, aggressive, as well as the comedic factor, which I think is great. The fact that we can have this in tandem. Um, rather than like one or the other. Um, and yeah, it, it ended with Riddle winning the Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah, so was, it was announced Did he before. hit an RKO? He tried to hit an RKO. Didn't get it, did he? Didn't get it. And then he won with the, um, he hit the um, the floating bro. Floating bro, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Heyman-ish name there. Um, and then, yeah, he um, he turned that into a roll-up in the end. Oh, well, Which, it was that good a match. That it, I didn't it was honestly, it. it was fine. The, the way it moved yeah. into it, it was actually quite a good yeah. one. I, I didn't even notice, um, and that's a surprise for me. But, but I've, I've I think come it, away it, from... it told a good story that he couldn't hit the RKO because that yeah. Autumn couldn't either on him. So I think that, he's a beast, isn't he? I think that uh, makes sense in that sense. Um, yeah, so I've, I thought this was all good. And, and Riddle being in this chamber is really cool. Oh, this yeah. elimination chamber is now turning out to be, at that point, is turning out to be absolute gold. Um, I mean, you've got. Brock, Seth announced Riddle, and obviously Lashley announced Austin Theory. Yeah, and Lashley. Lashley So yeah, and then one more man. Even if it was like that, that is just madness, absolute madness. That that was going to be a very very good match, but then it turns into a phenomenal match because (laughs) it does. AJ AJ Styles, the man on your you're wearing his t-shirt right now. Yeah, for YouTube viewers can see that. Audio, audio <laughs> listeners can't see that. Oh, yeah, see I my recharge wrestling t shirt, even I'm wearing. I've not forgotten about the uh, podcast listeners, bounces <laughs> day one ish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, so AJ Styles also gets into the match later on, which again is great. Him back in the title picture after that split from Omos, I think, is perfect. Yeah, been slowly building to it. And this is actually going to get my top mark of the night, uh, of the week. Sorry, not just of the night. Um, this match with <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio was brilliant. Um, it was close. There was a couple of things on AEW, which we'll talk about later, which I also loved. One of which you've, you're having as your top mark anyway. Um, but this match was just amazing. So Rey Mysterio just is so inventive. Like every time, every match I watch him, I feel like he does a move I've not seen before. Um 
where he like he rolled out the ring and did this flip thing to save himself. It was like really, really cool. That was so good. It, yeah. he, he normally does that onto an opponent. So he like skids out the ring and just like splats onto them. Yeah. But he yeah. turned it into a rollout. Yeah. I, I did note down, I've just read my notes on this match, and it this match reminded me how good Rey Mysterio is when yeah. you put him in ring with another person of his he, caliber. He's unbelievable. If you give him a one-on-one match yeah. with another top star he's just amazing he's still amazing he's as good as he ever was i don't think yeah. he's like a lot of people from his era like either don't wrestle anymore or have slowed down considerably but he's yeah. he's almost better than he was years ago so he's, he's so good and aj has just been on fire recently he's been having yeah. amazing matches after week after week and they just kept countering each other and what i loved about this is they just counter kept dodging each other's move counter wrestling um it was a calf crusher that Ray turned into like moves and stuff. Um, there was going to be a top rope stars clash. And then Ray hits a six one nine. And I thought he was going to win at that point, but AJ moved from, from that. Um, and then eventually he hit the stars clash to win. And I love it when he wins with the stars clash as well. I like the yeah. forearm. I do like the final forearm. But the I forearm, the I think, is more of a signature move, in my opinion, rather than a finisher. I like That's that the way he, it should be. I used. like that he can win with either. And he's also got the calf crusher that sometimes he wins with as well. Yeah, yeah. So I like that he's got three moves that he can he can legitimately beat people with. Um, Finally, we've got him back. Thank you for giving us back to him. Yeah, in terms of his proper... And like, also one showing one. us what Ray can do. Because to be honest, I've not been too bothered on Ray for a long time. But this match was absolutely incredible. And as yeah. you say, a real technical wrestling, real fast pace. They didn't let up. And these guys aren't young. They're both in their mid-40s. And they yeah. were going constantly for... 15 minutes or something like that. and Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't a short match. Really it was quite long it. for Raw, and it was, it was really, really good. Um, and I think the right, the right man won here. And like I say, now that sets up a brilliant six-man match. Insane. It's going to be an insanely good match. It's going to be a great, I assume, main event for You've got some the of the best wrestlers in the world in there. Um, Absolutely. And you've got a mixture of everything. You've got two huge men in Brock and um, Lashley. Yeah. You've got veteran in styles. You've got a, an up-and-comer in Austin Theory. You've got yeah. your all-round like top top star in, in Seth Rollins. Yeah. And uh, you've got a, like Riddle, who is kind of getting into the upper echelon of being a... He's in a tag team at the moment. And he's just so intense, isn't he? He's yeah, you know full well he's going to be a big single star as well. So I think you've yeah. got that, like, that perfect mix. Um, yeah, that, I hope really they good. book it well, because... As we've yeah. said before, they would have to really cock it up. I'll be annoyed if Brock wins. I will say that after he didn't, he doesn't need to win the Rumble then win this. It's just too much for me. I mean, uh, I I, mean, we, I don't know how much people have read into this, but there's been quite strong rumours out there that Matt Riddle was supposed to win the Royal Rumble, which actually was quite a surprise to me because I yeah. hadn't heard that until afterwards. Do they now pull that out the bag? And give him the full push at Elimination Chamber. It's interesting. Um, like, it's interesting to see what direction they go with Riddle because are they, are they gonna are they gonna do the Orton Riddle split and do the Orton Riddle match Mania? If so, you could have Orton cost Riddle here. You could also have Orton help Riddle win the title and get a title match that way or something. Or you might not have anything, and Riddle might just. It's interesting to see where like, where they go and what they do with Riddle and Orton going for <laughs> Riddle will probably get pinned first now. I'm really, do you know what I'm really excited to see in this match? The interactions between Riddle and, Le- and Lesnar. 
because they've had heat, heat with each other oh, supposedly yeah. in the past. And, and Riddle being a sort of former MMA guy as well, and Lesnar. But, I mean, that could be... If they go for it, that could be... I wouldn't mind seeing them too as the first two in the ring. Just like... How, I don't think they'll do it. I, in fact, I believe they will not give them any interaction at all. You reckon? I think so, because I, I, I also saw that, that they actually... People said that Riddle should have been in the ring later um, in the match, but apparently because Lesnar and the heat he's had with him in the past didn't want him in the ring when he came out. Well, it's interesting as well, because I remember Rollins saying in the past that he didn't want to work with Riddle, and they're, in the, <laughs> they're both in the same match as well. So I don't know. You know, it's, it, Obviously, I think people's minds change over time. I could Riddle's imagine probably would change... I think Riddle's probably earned some people's respect now in this team with Orton and stuff anyway. So, um, But it's going to be interesting because a a few of these guys never interact with each other. Um, We've not really had Theory interact with a lot of these people. Any of them, yeah. So it's going to be He's interacted with Seth, hasn't he? Because he was in his... He was following him round when he... Oh, yeah, of course. He was his former... Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. For a few days. And then he got shoved back down. Obviously, Lashley and Lesnar and like Lashley and... Obviously, Lashley and Seth have history and Lesnar and Seth have history and, and all that. but um, Obviously, Seth and Lesnar. Yeah. The Beast Slayer. Exactly. I went, so. I've noticed they haven't been playing into that at all. No. Um, no. They may well do, though, in, before we... Uh, somebody did say they was a Beast Slay the Beast or something the other day. It wasn't, it wasn't Seth. Um, not too sure. Maybe it was MVP. So... Possibly. I think we've spoken enough about the Elimination Chamber stuff. Should we move on to we, the We're side? well excited, aren't we? We've yeah. spoken for like quite a long time. Should we move on to the women's side of yeah. Raw? Um, let's talk about the main event segment. Um, so you had Ronda Rousey obviously making a big return to Raw. Um, but that wasn't the big thing here. It's the big talking point, in my opinion, because you had Lita come out at the end of the show, um, which yeah. I wasn't expecting at all. Um, what did you make of Ronda's promo because I've seen a bit of criticism about the way she kind of delivered this I don't think she's a natural I think she's all right when she's not like completely scripted but this come across as a bit like go out there and say this and she's just kind of I think she struggled a bit last time to be honest but I think where Rhonda can win you over which she did use in this was like that awesome arm drag. Yeah, she the did physical side. That yeah. was so smooth. Yeah. And sort of played into the um, promo so well. The thing is, Absolutely. Becky's so good. I didn't actually notice really if Ronda was too bad. And I think that arm drag sort of won me over. I just thought that looks so good. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I wasn't overly keen on, the, on, on what Ronda said in her promo. I thought it was okay. She looked like she didn't want to be there, but I just think that's her demeanor. I think that's just her mannerisms. Yeah. I think she just comes across like that. And she's never going to come out like smiley, like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. She's supposed to be like a badass, isn't she? I think she did used to be a bit smiley like in her last run. Yeah. I didn't buy it. It doesn't doesn't work. She's supposed to be quite badass, rough and tumble. um, I mean, because she just come out and she's basically like, I'm going to choose, I'm going to decide who I choose. And I, I, there was no like, oh, it's so good to be back. There was none of that like pandering. Yeah. You know what I mean, the thing is, you got to remember, she's a fighter. She's an actual fighter. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I kind of like that about her yeah. in a way. I kind of like it about her. But um, yeah, I didn't think the promo was particularly great, but it it is her first one back. Yeah. Um, so I think we've got to give her time to like, 
after I thought after a while last time she really got into it, and I think that will probably happen again once she does a few. Yeah. Um, Someone so who did then, look like they enjoyed it was obviously Lita. Yeah, so um, once Rousey leaves, so Rousey leaves saying she'll be on SmackDown on Friday to make a decision. So it looks like we're getting that decision. I'm assuming Becky will probably be on the show. Obviously, Charlotte's going to be there. We'll get the big decision on Friday. I thought that was the end of the show. And I looked, so I was like, there's still a few minutes left. I wonder what's going to happen here. Oh, timekeeper time fish. Well, you know, because you're watching on the show, you can yeah, see when, know, when, when you're not watching it live. And, um, and then, yeah, to my surprise, Lita's music hit. And we're going to get a dream match um, at the Elimination Chamber. Certainly a dream match for me of yeah. Lita versus Becky Lynch. Um, and Lita, yeah, she did look delighted to be that kind of thing. She's got that. She still kind of looks how she looked all them years ago. She I know. She's, yeah, she, she's aged, she hasn't aged that much, has she really? Um, Good thing. I think her ring gear really compliments that. She yeah. just looks cool. Um, it's funny as well because she was wearing a Becky Lynch T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, though, they're, they're going to be fans of each other, aren't they? Yeah, so I really like cool. that. I, like I think they're going to work really hard. I think that's going to be a brilliant match. <laughs> Um, like all these matches in, um, like all these matches as well, I think it's going to be great in the Elimination Chamber. Um, I think they always try to impress when they do these massive pay-per-views. So I, I think it's going to be such a good match. Um, so I think that's probably it for Raw. So w- because um, we didn't have SmackDown, we're going to go talk about NXT now. Um, I don't have too much to say about it, but we had Imperium um versus diamond mine and to be honest that was just an absolutely crazy match um you had walter uh, as usual bringing out some massive power bombs um just just looks so good and roderick strong just really carrying the match at some points he really is an absolute legend um then we we started this this sort of crazy storytelling where we had toxic attraction come out and do a promo um and then Kaylee Ray comes out with a baseball bat to sort of challenge Mandy. Mandy actually turns down that challenge. Um, and then that, that sort of just like continued throughout the night where we had these quite funny sketches with um, Kaylee Ray sort of following round Mandy Rose and appearing out of nowhere and just threatening her until she eventually at the end of the night got her to um, sort of submit and give in to that match, which... Strangely, I, I don't sure, I'm not sure if I actually like this, but it's happening next week on NXT rather than at the pay-per-view. Yeah, that, that's odd. Pay-per-view's called. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a pay-per-view. It's an NXT special, isn't it? Is it yeah, Vengeance sorry, Day? Yeah. Vengeance Day or something like that? Yeah. Some really, the, yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah, I like this stuff throughout the show. Now. I, like it, I like it when, I've said before, when like, storylines thread through a night. So you get them like throughout the night. Um, Apologies to people who are watching this right now because uh, my camera <laughs> can't see me at all. I'll sort the lighting the ghost out. Return. <laughs> yes, I'll sort the lighting out in a minute. I might have to sit really close, but then I'm just, I look a bit creepy. So, um, Rookie <laughs> man has returned. Yeah, no, I really like the way they, they did this throughout the night. It sort of started with the toxic promo, Kaylee Ray coming down. Um, then, as toxic were leaving the arena, she tricks them, kidnaps Gigi and JC. Um, in order to try and get Mandy to give her the match she wants. Eventually, um, she chucks that bowl of, like, bolognese or something over her head at yeah, some point. Yeah, spaghetti, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
which was kind of a cool spot. I like there was a funny bit where Mandy was running away and then she Idris Anofe and Malik Blade were were talking about Mandy Rose and then she falls into his lap. Um and then he was like, Oh, shall we go after? And he was like, Give me a minute. Um and he couldn't get up because of obvious reasons. That's typical NXT at the moment. Uh, and that is it? what we've called it before, NXT being like the horny show. That that was that was a perfect example of it. Um and then yeah, so and then the end bit obviously with Kaylee Ray get him and Mandy in the ring. And um she told us to put the bat down and then gave her a match. So we got there in the end and that was good. Uh, there were a couple of things I know obviously I, I um wasn't on the screen, but there were a couple more things from Raw <laughs> I was gonna talk about, but don't worry, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what, what I was just gonna say ahead. there was um there was a Rhea Rip- they finally did the Rhea Ripley um Nikki ASH match, which I thought was all right on the show. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, 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 I think unfortunately it got outshone. Um, yeah, it was good, but there was just so many amazing matches that night that I, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, and there was, there was a couple of women's matches. Bianca Belair as well had one later on in the show as well um, against Carmella, which was just standard. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. think it's good that the main point I get from that is that Rhea's now going to be out on her own, which is what I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, what, that's what I think it's. Um, she looks strong. Hopefully, she's going to be booked well going into. I don't know what she's going to do, like Mania, whether she's going to do anything exciting, but. Um, you know, hopefully she's she's booked better than she has been. Um, same goes for Nikki as well. And and Belair, I think, is they're building her still strong. I, I feel like we're definitely going to get Belair in a match at Mania, one of the title matches. I feel like we're going to get Belair Becky still. Um, I think Ronda's going to pick Charlotte on Friday. So. I think that's probably the right way of going about it. I'd prefer to see that. I think if she was going to pick Becky, she would have done it there and then. The fact she's coming to SmackDown on Friday, I know they could just do it to drag it out and, and draw, draw viewers in, but personally, I think she's picking Charlotte. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, that's what I reckon. But yeah, back to NXT. Um, so then we went to uh, Gonzalez, um, Raquel Gonzalez versus Cora Jade match, which I've been interested in. I've had a few comments about this over the last few months, to be fair. Um, so this match I thought was okay. You can definitely see that Cora Jade has improved. She was definitely coming out with um, some some different moves that looked quite good. Um, it, it kind of was so obvious what was going to happen here. Gonzalez beat her, but then was like, oh, you really impressed me. Let's go. Yeah, you called that last cup. week, actually, because I was worried they were going to do the old Cora Jade roll-up again. But they didn't do that. They did. The... I think I'd have cried if that happened. No, I um, think this this way was better than that. I think this way was the right way to do it. I know it's a bit predictable, but I think they had a decent enough match. And I think this way of doing it, like earning respect by like fighting your fighting each other, I think works really well. Yeah. I, I think it's a story I like in wrestling. Sometimes I do like it, but I just don't quite think it was sold enough. Um, I don't think it, she took enough of a beating or gave enough of a beating. Definitely improved, though, so I can't complain about it. I thought there's some cool, there's some good spots in this match. She did um, AJ Lee's old move, um, which is the submission with, the, I can't remember what it's called, but with, like, her legs around her head. Yeah. Um, that that move's cool from Cora, Cora Jade did. Um, I know AJ Lee's one of her sort of heroes, so I think she's taken that from her. But, yeah. There was, I thought this match was decent, and I think um, them going into the Dusty Classic makes sense, um, which they'll probably win. Yeah, um, I, I was going to say, do you think they'll win? Um, 
looking at all the other teams involved, I think they're probably the favourites because I don't think any of the other teams are particularly strong books that to make me to feel important. So yeah, I think they probably will win. Um, so let's move on to the start of NXT. We got the um, the six man tag of yes. Imperium versus Diamond Mine. Um, yeah, I was... spoke about that briefly. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I sorry. I, yeah, I thought it was, was Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, yeah, so um, obviously I, I still can't really get past what was name changed to Gunther at the moment. I'm sure I'll get used to it. Um, but he won here with uh, a powerbomb. Um, there's some really good wrestling in here. Um, yeah, Roger it was Strong great. was great every week at the moment, I feel like. Uh, yeah, we can say that while Keeney's not on the pod. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> So, yeah, um, really good stuff. Um, so the next thing that I was quite excited to see was LA Knight versus Joe Gacy. Um, they are really pushing LA Knight here as a face. Um, everything he's doing, yeah. obviously he's, he's brought in this like sort of, not catchphrase, he's like his word that he, he's, yeah. Um, I know, which I yeah. love it, but that's just showing how much they're pushing him as a face. Um, but... We, we had him versus Gacy. I'm afraid I'm still not a fan of Joe Gacy. I'm, I'm really struggling to sort of... Yeah, I'm not particularly into that gimmick at all. Um, no. It's not really doing a lot for He's me. He's good in either. ring. He's, don't get me wrong. He is good in ring, but I'm not that keen on the character. But what I'm most yeah, pleased he is, to see... Yeah, he is good in the ring. Yeah. And, and what I'm most pleased to see, really, out of this is that LA Knight is back in the ring looking great. Um, <laughs> unfortunately we had some interference from Waller but we really is just pushing Waller as this mega heel he's just yeah. being an absolute knob isn't he um, doing his Definitely. little lunges he's so good at this he's so good at this gimmick um, unfortunately uh, actually I want to say that Waller's it's a is it a cutter they call it it's like a stunner he yeah like it's more like a stunner. a stunner it's like a rolling stunner isn't it yeah so cool I love that move but yeah because of this Knight loses but it's really putting him over as a face um, and the crowd are absolutely loving Knight at the moment. And I think it's just awesome. Um, th- this feud is actually going to be pretty big, I think, because of how heel Waller is now um, and how over Knight is becoming as a face. So I think it's going to sort of make both of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because next week we're getting LA Knight versus Sanger, the big guy that um, obviously Grayson Waller's hired. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how good he is in the ring. And I'm assuming obviously LA Knight's going to win that. So that we, to set up. He's either going to win or you're going to get the match anyway. Somehow. somehow yeah. yeah. I, I think, I, I think LA Knight's going to win that. Yeah. I think someone's going to come in and help LA Knight. I reckon. Yeah. I don't know. Or there's going to be a DQ or something um, weird like that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, that that could be what they do. Just do a DQ, and then LA Knight wins by DQ, and then that leads to the match. Not the best way to do it, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's that's the route they go down. Um, well, I'm so. also interested to see what he does in the ring, um, Sanga, because he's an yeah. absolute unit. He looks cool. I'd like him to be good. Um, I, I mean, he has wrestled before, but I cannot remember what he's like. Um, obviously, when they're in the show, I have seen them years ago when he was partnering with the legend that is Veer. Um, uh, yeah, I think I recall that. In fact, I think they did like, they used to do um, a tournament. I can't remember what it was called or some like off. It wasn't NXT. It was sort of um, 
honestly can't remember what it was called, but it was on the network and you and, and I think they were on there. They looked really, really good. Um, sorry, that's a bit vague. I, I think it was it Worlds Collide was. or something. That's it, Worlds Collide. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember cool. that. Yeah, yeah. I remember. That, I used that. to love that show. What happened to that? <laughs> they released all their two hundred five live wrestlers. <laughs> That's what happened to it because it was oh. 205 Live, NXT UK, and NXT. I guess during the pandemic, they couldn't do a lot with NXT and NXT UK either. So uh, I'd love not... that to come back again. That would I'd be, it would be cool. It would be cool. Um, I'm, I'm not sure there's enough talent for them to do it. They could just, obviously, they can bring over NXT UK, but they can do NXT UK via NXT. Um, but they kind of involve them anyway when they, when they feel like it. So, yeah, I suppose so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, it would be cool. I agree with you on that. Um, should we talk about the main event of NXT? Oh, actually, I oh, so. actually, I want to. I want to get something else in first before we move on to the main event. Wendy Chu made a singles match debut here. What did you What did you make of it? Because I just I can't help it. I like her. I like. She's her. good. I, I'm, I'm I love the elbow sure. drop thing she did. I I like the way she wrestles and the style. I just think it's a little bit too over the top. Um, sort of sleeping in the ring and think like holding onto her leg and sleeping. I think it's a little bit too silly. Um, but the, the actual wrestling style and things like that, I think it's quite funny. I like it because she kind of, once yeah. she got going, she was actually really good. Like, really she did good. some really good suplexes. And I really like that move she does where it was like napping, like diving while she's napping. Yeah, yeah. And some she like, fell asleep cool. during her submission. Um, it's just stuff I've not seen before and I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoy it. Um, yeah. I thought the whole, whole stuff of Tiffany Stratton and the credit card was a bit naff, a bit lame. Um, yeah, unfortunately, really like Tiffany Stratton, I'm not fond of at all. No, I no same same here. But I really like Wendy Chu, so um, kind of makes up for it. But yes, let's move on to the main event. Um, now this was got... more more at my street. So Braun Breaker, Champa versus Legado Del Fantasma, absolute kingpins in the ring. Um, I, I just love, straight away, I love how Champa was like mimicking Breaker walking into the ring. He does his little bob thing and Champa was there just sort of like bobbing up and down next to him. I just thought well, that was hilarious. Um, I absolutely loved that. Champa's sort of getting that comedic factor, which I just think's fantastic. Um, yeah. Obviously, Breaker's just great. Oh, I love him. Um this match was so good. Uh, I love the tandem offences from both teams, actually. Obviously, we know Del Fantasma are just insane. Um, and obviously, you get the dirty tactics from Escobar, which um, really yes. adds to it. It's nice really to see uh, Legado have like a lengthy match because I feel like I mean, they got knocked out, didn't they, of the Dusty Cup like straight away. Like, Yeah. Um, and they don't really... They've not had... Because they're just kind of Escobar's understudies, I guess. They've not had like lengthy tag team matches in quite a while, I feel like, of any meaning. Um, and this was a good showcase for them. I thought Ram Mendoza in this match looked really cool in particular. There was yeah, a bit where Wild, Wild went through the table uh, as well, took some bumps. Um, yeah, really good. One thing I found interesting about this match, not the actual match itself, but I brought it up on commentary just before the match started, um, was there's some random Twitter beef between, and it's not just Twitter, it's actually been um, on a WWE exclusive clip thing as well of uh, Bron Breaker and Dolph Ziggler um, going back and forth, which mm. is really intriguing to me because Ziggler was like, well, why don't I come down there and take your NXT title? And I just think that would be a match I'd love to see. 
just Ziggler going on at NXT and I could definitely see Ziggler going down as well to to do that. That's because he's he's that good a wrestler, isn't he? Yeah, they'd want him there to sort of. They've train. had Styles go down there, haven't they? They've had um, obviously Riddle down there with MSK. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think this is great. I think Ziggler versus Bron Breaker, just as a random match on TV for the title, would be awesome. Just get Zig- if he's not doing anything for Mania, if they're doing a takeover at Mania, do Ziggler v Bron Breaker. That's, that, that would be amazing. Could rather it? than being in the Android the Giant Battle Royal, if he's not going to be on the card, I'd rather see him on Takeover, like by a mile. So I think that could be really cool. I actually love the. Um, I mentioned tandem offense from um, Legado, but Champa. I, I loved the sort of end to this where Champa launched um, launched him in the air, and then Breaker catches him into that amazing spine buster. I just thought that was so good. Um, also, at one point. Yeah, I, I know Champa took such a massive hot tag that he um, he took like such a huge hot tag. I honestly thought it was John Cena. He he came in absolutely flying, and uh, the the crowd was loving it. It, it. it was just it's different to see Champa in this sort of scenario. Um, I know he's always been a face, but this is like really really pushing it now. Um, but yeah, I, we've already mentioned about Kaylee Ray um, getting a match next week. Yeah. The only thing I'm not too sure about is if I want it next week. I think I'd have rather it at the. the well, I think they should. Work. I think they should have waited. I'm not really sure why they're not doing it there. They're the only thing I think is that next week's going to get interfered, and then they'll have like a no DQ or something like that. The following week, it could, it could easily happen. I mean, you could have toxic attraction just ruin the match, and then I think that might happen. It, it, they may well do that um, unless they've got something bigger planned for the other show. To me, KLR deserves that opportunity at the big, bigger show of the two, rather than just doing it on weekly TV. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all unfolds. I guess. Definitely. Um, so I think we're probably ready for AW talk now. Um, and Rampage, I thought, to be honest, wasn't as big as normal. Um, but one thing that I did want to mention was um, we had John Moxley versus um, Bowens. Yes, and. That Max Caster's rap was <laughs> absolutely know. savage. I'm not going to mention anything he said, but mm. wow. Um, he's definitely got a lot more clever with what he says, and I think he definitely would have cleared this with him beforehand because I don't think Mox is someone that you would... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think definitely. I don't think you'd want to annoy him this much. Um, he's done one on yeah. him before, hasn't he? I remember yeah. him mentioning Rene in his previous one. Yeah, um, he's savage, absolutely savage. But yeah, it was a great match. It was really um, good, yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. But yeah, that was about it from Rampage for me, unless you had anything you wanted to say from Rampage. Not really. Obviously, there was the tag team um, title match on there with um, Private Party, which was quite good. Yeah, it's um, good to watch. And that played into a sort of storyline on Dynamite with Private Party losing. Isaiah Cassidy now is going for the um, the TNT title. And Matt Hardy, was a bit, I think he's getting a bit annoyed with them. So I don't know if there's going to be a breakup of that, that group or something. Um, but yeah, yeah they're going to break the break, they're going to break the group up, and then the Hardy Boys are going to reform. Probably, and we're going to forget all about the Hardy Foundation family thing. office. Yeah, isn't it's not very good anyway. I, I, it's it's my least favorite thing on AEW um, that's, that's featured regularly anyway. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, it's not on TV nearly most. Like Blade and that, like it just stood there in the background doing absolutely yeah. nothing. And, and probably Party Andrade in, wrestling. Yes. Yeah. It's a waste of... I don't like what it's doing for any of them, to be honest. Um, no. I don't mind Andrade's character, 
but he needs to wrestle or, or at least be in the ring and have people wrestle for him. Um, but I think Dynamite was definitely the bigger, um, oh, absolutely. The show. Yeah. It was great this week. I thought there was some really good stuff on Dynamite. And we, we, we obviously, was, as you said earlier, we're supposed to have Mox open against Brian Kendrick, which didn't happen. So they must have thrown mm. this match in quite late in the day. They did, yeah. It was uh, announced on Twitter like two hours before the show, maybe, something mm. like that. So that's Mox versus Utah. And to yeah. be honest, I've not seen Utah have a match that really impressed me, but I thought this was absolutely awesome. I, I loved it. I it don't went know a lot they... longer than I was expecting it to go. I thought yeah. it was going to be like a, you know, a, not, not necessarily a squash match, but like a five-minute match where Mox got most of the offense, but it wasn't like that, was it? it was, he did get quite a lot in. You had several elements as well. You even had comedy in with Dan Housen, who I actually yeah. quite like what he's doing at the moment. It's a bit random, but it, just he is a very stare. random. His whole act is extremely random, and we've only seen a snippet of it really? in AEW so far. We, well, he's not done anything promo-wise yet, or wrestled a match himself. So he just. That's my Dan Housen impression there. Yeah. Uh, for anyone I mean, listening. I was going to uh, say, yeah, if you're listening, you won't get that at all. No. If you're watching, <laughs> you're, you'll get to see that and some of the other weird stuff that's happened during this uh, video, including me. Yeah, I think, I think for, while... been in a haunted house tonight. He's been disappearing. Phantoms yeah. have been taking him away. It's all been um, all over the place. It'd be great if you just disappeared and turned up in Dan Housen face paint or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Dan Housen takes don't, over I'll just screen. do it power. <laughs> yeah just don't set me on fire or anything like that please no um, but does, Mox I'm actually so impressed with at the moment I've always loved him his wrestling's always been great but it's almost like he's got a new move set now um, he hit a really cool cutter um, which yeah, did, just looks it? like an RKO um, <laughs> Yeah. And he's, he just seems to have added some moves to his um, move set. It's almost like he's trying a little bit harder at the moment, which I like. Um, and he sort of spit, sped up his style, which I prefer, to be honest. Um, I, I'm really liking this new John Moxley. So um, the, an easy win, paradigm shift, one, two, three. But I just thought it was definitely worth a mention. But obviously this then led into another yes. confrontation cool. between... Brian Daniels. This is one of my. This was very close to be my top mark. Very, very close because it took a really unexpected turn. This is not why I expected it. Where I expected it to go at all. I, I think it's it definitely. I didn't expect it, but I, I still think I anticipate the result of this. So obviously, um, Danielson is offering friendship to Mox yes. and saying, "Look, we we'd be much better together." And I like the way he was then ripping everyone. So he was he called. Um, Page, a millennial cowboy. Um, he then ripped the tag champs and said someone who's dressed as a dinosaur shouldn't be the tag team champion. Yeah, he, which, he laid into every champion. Actually, <laughs> he just it? tore into everybody, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then he just said, I'm going to leave you to think about it. I mean, I don't know what you think, but I I still think Mox is going to go, hell no. Yeah, he's hitting I'd... with like a paradigm shift and then we're going to get this match. But wouldn't it be interesting if that didn't happen? And yeah, they they, they've left it open. Up. I just thought we were going to get Brian sort of criticise Moxley for going away or something like that. And they were just going to have a bit of a scrap or an, you know, an argument on, and then that build to the match. But this is a really interesting angle with Brian sort of saying, let's team up and try and teach. And he listed some people. He said Lee Moriarty. Um, who else did he say? He mentioned two or three people. Um, and said, you know, Willie Uta was one of them, who obviously Moxie had just had the match against 
Um, he mentioned a few names. Uh, Daniel Garcia was another one. And he talked about, you know, we could team up and train the next generation. And if we train them, they'd be great. And because we're, you know, two of the best guys here. And I just thought it was a really interesting angle to go at. I really didn't expect it. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. But no, this could be such a cool angle if you did. And you could turn mocks, essentially. Um, I just... Uh, now they give me a hint. I would love to see this to see how it works, mm. and then you could have a massive turn down the line, a huge yeah. where they turn on each other in a massive match, uh, um, all out next year or something like that. So I'm actually really interested because we have seen this Mox already. Now it might be worth ter- changing him up now because we have seen this John Moxley since we started in AEW. Sort of yeah, because well, he was meant to, he was meant to turn heel before obviously he left, but. Yeah. For the reasons he left, he was, you know, he was on the process of a heel turn storyline. So maybe they're going to do that, but slow burn it. So he comes back as a face because obviously everyone's going to want to cheer him when he returns. And then they sort of slowly turn him into a heel with Brian. Yeah. Um, I would Exciting. This was great. And um, he, it, Brian even called him the best AEW champion, which I thought was, you know, like, I just, I just really wasn't expecting where this went. Um, but yeah, I, I love this segment. Then, I mean, we spoke about Brian um, with some savage rips. We then went into a uh, Brandy. Oh, this was Dan savage. Lambert. This was proper segment. savage. I'm not going to mention anything that was said, but some of the stuff Dan Lambert says to Brandy is absolutely savage. Some of the stuff she comes back with is quite clever, but Dan Lambert. He can hit a promo, Cardi, and obviously he's cleared to say this sort of stuff, or he definitely would not have his job at AEW. But wow, right. um, and they're playing the crowd. They are really playing the crowd. But it's weird because they're booing. The I was going to say you're meant to be booing that cheering Lambert. the heel, but that. they're they're doing it on, on purpose. It's like it's like Cody when he comes out with some of his stuff. He's playing the crowd on purpose, um, yeah. and obviously again, lots of comments about turning heel. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not sure how I feel about keep mentioning here with face turns and promos. Keep doing it. It's kind of a bit. It's, it's just playing like the crowd to, stuff to annoy us. I think, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure about that bit, but the rest of the promo I thought was really, really cool. Um, yeah, it just we had Paige Van Sant come out to to beat her up. Yeah, I, I and thought that's that when was... it took a bit of a downturn, didn't it? Because we had a classic. Yeah, not, not because of Paige Van Zandt. I thought no, 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 cool not because of Paige Van Zandt. At all. But that's the way cool. they, Sorry. the the way they did it. We had a locker room charge, didn't we? Um, I feel like they always I just do this with women segments as well. They never do I it with the men. It. It's as if they've got the roster. It's as if they're all stood looking, peeking around the curtain, like, mm. oh, what's happening here? Let's wait until the these guys have a fight and then let's join in. Yeah. They're in a wrestling company. Why are you coming out to save the day? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. And, um, and, and, and the they pick is, and choose. Well, and then you'll have like someone get the living hell kicked out of them in the middle of the ring. They're like be completely Yeah, no one come out to Hangman Page, should they, later on in the show? No. I mean? <laughs> that, that's why it doesn't make any sense. They didn't even do anything, barely. I'd understand if you had someone come out for Brandy. Uh, you had the Nightmare Family or something like that come out. Um and sort of support her, but it was just random. Yeah, it was just to break them up. It random was, it was kind of I, I hate it. That's very WWE. Yeah, that's um, not my bag. And um, and the thing is as well, the, the end. What is the end result of this? Because I have no real interest in seeing Paige Van Zandt be Brandy Rhodes in a match. 
Like, I, I do not care about that. I don't all. know. I, I wouldn't mind that. It'd be something fresh. It would, but Brandy in rings not. She's she's plays a well role. But I well think you're going to play the crowd but... massively with that match. That's the only thing. It'd be interesting to see how you know good Paige Van Sant is. To be fair, if they did it as like a mixed tag match or something, I think it could be okay. Like you do Cody and, and Brandy V, Paige Van Zandt and Ethan Page. Ethan Page. Yeah, something like that. That could be quite would, cool. Would be okay. But I, I, I don't see a one-on-one match between them being particularly good. But I, I could be completely wrong there. But just the... I've never seen Paige Van Zandt wrestle because she's not a wrestler, so... And Brandy Rhodes isn't really a work, an in-ring worker, so it, it doesn't seem good on paper. Maybe we're just going to get promos out of it. Yeah, it might lead um, to nothing. It might just be, you know, like you say, promos and then a tag match or something, or, or it might even not lead to them in a match. It might lead to Cody be Ethan Page or whatever, which is fine. Then, but. Yeah. And then people that definitely can wrestle. So we went, right, I'm confused here. Ah. Oh, they're not called the House of Black, I don't think. But Kings of the are they Throne. called Kings of the Kings of the Black Throne or Knights of the Black Throne? They've because the them commentators and announcers were saying Kings, and the uh, writing under the sort of when they ended said Knights. Yes, I, I like, noticed that. I think it's I think kings. I prefer Knights of the Black Throne. I think that sounds quite cool, but. I don't think AEW know who what they're called. Um, but yeah, we have first Penta and Pack. Um, and obviously we, we had um, Pack with his blindfold on. Yeah. From the mist that he had in his eyes the other week. Um, he kind of reminded me of a Jedi master um, when you have Luke sort of playing with his lightsaber with the, with the helmet on. Um, but obviously it was a ruse, took his blindfold off and what a match. What a match. It was a really good match. I was a bit confused with the pack stuff at the start because when he did his promo on the screen last week, he took his blindfold off then. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, he can see. And then he came back out on his blindfold and did it again. I, I, I don't really know why they did that. I don't know why they did the bit last week because I was confused. I was like, he took his blindfold off last week. Why does he need it on again? And then he just did it again. Um, and the start of the match, he was, he was actually got in the ring first, like he was blind and started wrestling like he was blind. Um, but once the match got going, I mean, it was four great wrestlers. I've not seen loads of Brody King, but he's been decent so far, hasn't he? And the he's spot great. on, isn't he? I, I think it really adds something different as well to the really fast pace that you get from um, from Malachi. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed him. Um, and I think both teams complement each other so well. Uh, Pack when he gets in ring is just incredible. Obviously, Penta mm. is just insane. Yeah, uh, Malachi. Uh, they're just so. This match was just great. Um, nothing oh, I could really, really pick out of it, but I just thought it was. No, there was no, no like amazing spot where I was like, "Wow!" But it was, it was just really good. Um, yeah. There was a good double dive actually from Pack and Penta near the start. That I thought was really neat. We timed it really well. Other than that, though, yeah. I mean, um, bit of a shame if they're going to put them in tag teams all the time because I mean, Pack, Pe- even Penta, they're, they're insane so, single uh, wrestlers. And then what's Malachi Black going to do? Is he going to be in tag team all the time? I, I kind of hope I, not. I hope not as well, because I don't want him to just be in the tag team division, because I feel like he should be one of the top guys in the company, Yeah, honestly. Um, I don't want that to... Brody King coming in to hold him back because he has to be in the tag team. I want Brody King to be the guy on the side who um, 
helps him win matches or and has matches yeah. separately as well. Occasionally they can tag, of course, but yeah, I don't want them to just become a tag team. I think that would be no. a real waste. Um, before Nyla Rose this, versus Ruby Soho. Yeah, that was that I was okay. Thought this match was way better than um, the Jade Cargill match that Ruby Soho was in the other week. Um, I actually was really impressed by Nyla Rose. I know we've said a lot of her, mm. but she did an awesome Swanton bomb. Yes, that, that was insane. That was great. I did note that spot down. There wasn't loads of notes in this match, but that was that was a really cool spot. Um, and then that beast straight into the beast bomb. Yeah, she looked awesome, end, and really she won good. clean. So mm. I was quite surprised by that. But yeah, I, I thought well, that was amazing. sort of clean in terms no. of obviously Vicky distracted her. Um, that. Yeah, but I, I've been in terms of she hit the a finisher. It wasn't a cheeky roll up or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. no, it was it was a proper win. Um, I don't know where Ruby Soho goes from here now, but um, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. Um, then segment after that, I I really liked with um, it was quite it was quite short and just sort of basic, but it was really effective in terms of building up the challenger versus the champion. So you had yeah, Hangman Page in the ring with Tony Schiavone talking. Um, Dan Lambert comes back again. I was thinking, God, how much Dan Lambert, Dan Lambert loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he's old, he's everywhere at the moment. I think people are getting a bit fed up with how much he's on the screen. But um, anyway, Jake, Jake the Snake came Jake out. The Snake comes up. I love Jake the Snake. So that's he's so good. His voice is so cool. I know. He's just he's got natch. He's just got the perfect voice for wrestling, hasn't he? Yeah. He's like Paul Heyman as well. Paul Heyman has a perfect wrestling voice. Like yeah. Jake the Snake's the same. Um, and then Lance Archer, Lance Archer just comes out. And just absolutely destroys Hangman. Yeah. He throws him against the steps and then so does the blackout through the table and then just leaves. Um, Beast. Yeah, they've built... There's not loads of stories this match. It's but not really long promos. But yeah. they're making Archer just come back and look like a beast, which builds He needed that, though, didn't he? Because at one point he was losing every single feud, which was a real shame. Um, I don't know if he's going to lose this, but he looks yeah. like an absolute monster. And for such a short-lived feud, they've really compressed this since quite a short time. I think mm. it's a belter, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the match. And I hope we're really going to see Adam Page pushed to the limit here and get proper destroyed and then just about win it. Um, I, think I think it'll make will both do. look good. I think they will do. I think we'll, you'll have him, Lance Archer, make a mistake, just one mistake that kind of costs him. Um, I think he'll dominate a lot of the match, but then make a mistake and it'll allow Hangman Page to sort of turn it around and win it and hit the buckshot or something. Um, yeah, but this was this was effective. Um, so I'm just looking to see if there's anything else before we talk about. Oh, there was one little thing before the main event that I, I thought was uh, worth noting actually, which was the Chris Jericho promo. Oh yeah. Um, so he obviously was very unhappy with what Santana and Ortiz did last week, where they wouldn't tag him in. Um, and he's called for a inner circle team meeting in the ring next week. Um, so do you think we're going to get the split here? Um, I kind of hope so now. I think it's time. I think it's I time. this was happening a while ago. For me, Sammy's not now. really with the group. I mean, we mentioned no. it before. He's, he's doing his own thing and he, he doesn't need the inner circle anymore. Jake no. Hager is kind of a non-entity. Like he doesn't really do anything. And I think Santana and Ortiz could genuinely do better off being away from Jericho. And I feel like Jericho's winding down his sort of... I think he's obviously got a bit left in the tank, but I don't think he's going to be wrestling as much from, no. and, and stuff. He's doing a more commentary and 
Well, you can things. see that he's barely done anything for a while. Exactly. Um, so I think it's the perfect time now to actually split them. Maybe we get Eddie Kingston come back next week. Yeah. Um, build into that feud. Maybe we get Kingston, you know, Santana Ortiz turn on Jericho, and then we get Kingston v Jericho at um, Revolution. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the most likely. And I think Sammy maybe will just walk off and do his own thing. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens now. I'm quite looking forward to seeing that because I do love, I do love the inner circle, but I feel like the time has come to an end as a, as a faction. I like all the individual parts. Well, I'm not really fussed on Jake Hager, but the rest of them, I love all the individual parts. So I want them all to do well, but not, I don't think there's any life left in the, um, them as a group. No, I think I agree with you. It, I've really enjoyed what they've done, but at one point it almost felt like they'd finished and then they sort of came back again. It was really weird. Um, and yeah. I don't think it's quite been the same since then. So I think, yeah. It's no, it hasn't. Because they actually had a to match stop. to split up. If they lost, they had to split, didn't they? Yeah. And they won it. <laughs> and then since that, they haven't really done anything. So, yeah, it's quite weird. But then on to my top mark and yes. the main event of uh, AEW Dynamite from this week. And this this had to be my top mark. I thought this was awesome. Just the fight feel around this. This was a big deal. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago, uh, CM Punk versus MJF. Wow. Could you get a bigger sort of match at the moment uh, in no. terms of sort of promo build-up? I don't think you could. Uh, absolutely insane. Um, Punk was just... you. If you want anyone to be as face as you can get, you put them up against MJF because he yeah. is just the king of the heels. Mm. Um, and to put Punk in Chicago in front of yeah. his own crowd... The, the reception he got was incredible. Straight away, they're fighting in the fans, uh, going up the steps, which was a really cool segment. You even had Punk getting a fan to slap MJF in the face, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that um, was cool. Never seen anything like that before. And then MJF, as usual, pulling all the stops out of the bag. Mm. He was using his wrist tape to choke the ref, which is not the ref. He didn't choke the ref. He, <laughs> he was choking, the, uh, choking Punk without the ref seeing which I thought was really clever. I, I can't say I've seen that before. It was like no. blatantly obvious in front of the ref. You can't see it. Um, I really like that. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I knew it wasn't the end when it was the end because it was like 20 minutes of the show left. I know. Like, you know, if they'd have ended the match now, I'd have been like, what the hell? But um, I thought maybe he's going to end and then you get Punk do like a 20 minute promo. Um, yeah. Cause I was shocked actually when, when MJF come out, there was, I looked and it was 44 minutes of the show left. I was like, yeah. this this has got to be the main event. Can't be. And then- that doesn't surprise me sometimes, though, after Hangman Page versus Danielson taking an hour. Um, yeah, but Hangman and Danielson are the kind of wrestlers you'd probably think of having an hour-long match. I didn't yeah. think of MJF and Punk going 45 minutes. I thought it would go, like, 20. Um, but but it glad, was a long-ass you know, match. It was long. I mean, Keeney put on our Twitter account, um, you know, was this a wrestling clinic or was it too long? And I actually replied to it saying it was a little bit of both because it was a wrestling, it was a great match. It took a while to get going. Um, but once it got going, it was brilliant. I think the storytelling that made this okay, though. Um, yeah. I know and, I was quite critical of and we got the Danielson page. Yeah, that didn't have a finish. That's why <laughs> this, yeah. had, this had finished. So it's fine. I don't mind watching yeah. a 40 minute match of it. And it, it had two finishes, essentially, didn't it? Yeah, well, he, he won twice. Yeah. So MJF obviously KO'd um, Punk with this tape and then the match got restarted. Um, Something interesting that I wanted to say 
I don't I think it was one of you guys, but I'm sure it's been said before. The punk's getting compared to Cena um, because of the way he's, he's sort of acting with his promos and things. And then he hit an STF, which <laughs> I thought was quite interesting. He, um, he pulled out a lot of stuff um, I haven't seen him doing in a long time as well. It's, I think it's called the Pepsi Plunge or something he did. It's I like wrote down what's that rope. called. It's a pedigree um, off the top rope, essentially. So cool. Um, so he cool. used to do it apparently a lot. I didn't know what the move was called because they didn't call it, say what it was called. At first, I thought it was... I thought it was called FC Punk. <laughs> I thought it was a dig for some reason at Triple H, but apparently he used to do that before he even joined WWE. Mm. Um, and he calls it the Pepsi Plunge. He did. There's another movie he does with Pepsi in the name as well. That doesn't surprise me, actually, from what I heard about him. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got Pepsi tattoo on his arm. And it's just yeah, like... he loves it. <laughs> But he also did an awesome reverse Harakarana, which I thought looked amazing. Um, I really enjoy yeah. Punk in this match. And MJF, I, I enjoy all the time. Although I am, as much as he was doing all the heel stuff with the thumbs to the eye and things, I'm quite looking forward to seeing MJF in a match where he doesn't cheat as much at some point, just because I know he can. I know when, I, when he faced Jungle Boy um, over mm. a year and he just had this incredible match, really showing... Just, just how good he is. And yeah, I am looking forward to that one day. But this match did not disappoint. I thought no, it was so it was, good. It was superb. Um, and what a twi- twist at the end with Wardlow mm. coming out. Um, and I thought, oh, is this it? Is he turned yeah. now? Every time and I he didn't comes out, actually I see this. I did not see what happened. I don't know if it was a clever camera angle, um, but he stepped aside for, as if he was letting Punk sort of get MJF. Yeah, and the crowd went, No, he passed him the diamond dynamite ring. Yeah. And then typical MJF, bang to the face, Punk's out, one, two, three, beat um, PG Punk in Chicago. Oh, so, yeah, that's his first AEW loss. Yeah. In his if hometown. he was going to lose, he had to lose to MJF. Yeah. And so the- you're building everything there, aren't you? hometown just yeah. making him look at that i mean people very rarely lose in their hometown on, in aw but this had yeah. an effect this was an effective way to to do one um so do you think we're going to get cm punk mjf2 or even three or four like, or do you think that's it yes but not now uh i okay. think you could potentially get punk step back a little bit just for a short while he has been on every every show every week i think he might have a little bit of time off maybe you're going to get mjf just running his mouth constantly um maybe build the wardlow thing a little bit further i, I don't know it, it, they could come out next fr- on their friday and just have wardlow powerbombing again i don't know um yeah it wouldn't surprise me if we did it wouldn't surprise me if we got it at the pay-per-view because I thought they'd wait to the pay-per-view to do it anyway. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't surprise me if we get the rematch at the pay-per-view um, and maybe they do some sort of stipulation. Wardlow's not allowed out there or it's a street fight or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did the match again because it was on TV and not a pay-per-view. And I think it's... They could I think the pay-per-view, yeah, I agree. I don't think not, not anytime soon. I don't think anyone would complain if they did do it again. No, no, definitely not. No, I loved it. Awesome match. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Was there anything else you wanted to mention before I wrap this up? No, I think that's it for, for AEW and it for this week in general. Um, it was a quieter week. I mean, obviously, we had the madness. Really the enjoyable, I thought. Yeah, it was really good. Everything was solid. Uh, like I said, it didn't have a skid mark 
actually from the shows. My skid mark was just. I just realised I didn't actually have a skid mark, did I? Nope. Um, the, the it's, it's mad. Was mine. Just work's been work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wrestling's just been so good lately. I'm really struggling. Whereas if you listen back to some of the early podcasts, I had I, I was skid marking all over the place. I so think yeah, Raw, it's just. I think Raw used to have like two or three things on it where we'd hate it. Yeah. You might get three or, four, three or four things we liked and then it'd be easy to pick one. And NXT, when it first became 2.0, was really struggling. But yeah. I think because Raw now is, is pretty consistent, like it was very solid and NXT has picked up a bit. And obviously we didn't have SmackDown to talk about this week. Mm. Um, I think um, that helps. I think SmackDown is probably the worst show at the moment. SmackDown's where this kid's going to be. Yeah. Actually, we didn't, we didn't even talk about what we think is going to happen on SmackDown, so let's just do that briefly. But um, Yeah, so I noticed um, So the Jackass premiere was this week, and um, Sami Zayn, there's been all stuff on WWE and Sami Zayn's uh, Twitter about it. So Sami Zayn turned up at the premiere, and Johnny Knoxville had him, like, escorted away um, <laughs> by security and stuff. So I think they're going to show all that kind of stuff on SmackDown. I've got a feeling um, they're really playing into it, so... We're going to get that. We're obviously going to get Ronda show up on SmackDown to decide her uh, WrestleMania opponent. So I think that'll be something to look forward to. So hopefully, SmackDown is positive this week. I think maybe, hopefully, Sasha Banks, we get some sort of Sasha Banks thing because I wasn't happy with her showing at the Rumble. Um, so I want to see where she goes. I'm intrigued as what to Drew does as well now he's back. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to know what Drew does. Um... Could you have him change his character somewhat? The fact that he didn't couldn't quite get it done and he's not going mm. to get his WrestleMania moment. Maybe that sort of thing. I do wonder line. what he's going to do with Mania because there's not an obvious opponent for him on SmackDown at all. <laughs> no, you definitely need him there, though. You definitely need him there. Um, you don't think it could be Corbin, but I suppose it's too far off. I, I hope not. I hope not because they've already done that to death. Yeah. They, they should obviously, they'll probably do it on SmackDown. That's fine. Um, but I don't think they should play that out until Mania. I think. You need something bigger for that. I think maybe they'll do some sort of multi-man match for the IC title or something. It could be I was going to say, that. maybe you could give him a mid-card title. That'd be much better, I think. Actually. You could do Zayn v. Drew if, if Zayn wins the title, because I think Zayn will win the title from Nakamura. Yeah, I think um, he should as well. I think he deserves and, and it. And then I think uh, I think you could do Zayn v. v. Drew, or even like Zayn v. Drew v. Sheamus, or something like that, like for the IC title. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm That'd be a good way of getting him to retain. Obviously, it'll be see, interesting to see Roman as well after what he did on the page. Oh, yeah. In fact, so, that's going to be insane. I can't wait for that. I think there's a lot to look forward to on SmackDown this week. Hopefully, we don't come in next week with three, all three of us having a different skin mark from SmackDown. Yeah, I, I don't think we will. I think at the moment, Hopefully. it's hard for them to get it wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I know we was quite critical of some of the Rumble parts, but I think the actual storylines are still amazing. It's just the rumble, such a good point of the year. It's a shame to have some of it messed up slightly. In yeah. our opinion, anyway, in our opinion, some people would love that. So, mm, true. I think a lot of people didn't know, and that's, that's the pro- that is the issue. But I think uh, it's still mania season, and there's a lot to be excited about. And AEW's putting out pretty consistent content as well. So, oh, it's good times every week. Good times. Amazing time to be wrestling fans. And, and we're very positive on this as well. So on this show, you know. Yeah, also oh, really? looking forward to, not not so positive, but I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with Shane McMahon. So look out for more information on that uh, on our Twitter and YouTube this week. Yeah. 
So I think that's probably it. I think yeah. we're fully out of battery and we need to recharge. So thanks for tuning in. Um, make sure to check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at Recharge Wrestle. We're also on um, YouTube now, Recharge Wrestling. Uh, please like and subscribe. It really helps us. And we're going to be throwing out a lot more content, especially over this year. It's quite new to us. But um, yeah, please check us out. We're also part of the Robot Republic network um, you can follow them on twitter at yeah. robot republic underscore um, and we'll be back uh, next week as usual thanks for listening cheers bye-bye